Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the FPL show. It is our Game Week 5 review and Game Week 6 preview all tied in together as a nice little package, as it said, in The Simpsons. Damo, how are you going? It's just Damon and I tonight, but how are you, Dame? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad, mate. Uh, look, if we take how FPL is going... Um, itself not well if we take out the content now the content's being received going it has been the most glorious of week and glorious of times so <laughs> i think this is a very good time to say lads uh, thank you very much for the uh love and the support so far with the content and uh if you are looking down below and they can see the uh, code on screen it also says subscribe to the fpl podata on youtube i do believe that this upload could be our first upload on the youtube as well later on i might see what i can do it might be uh, done as a bit of a, a VOD on FPL Dopada. Um, so for those listening at home, it's D-O-P-A-D-A over on YouTube. We're going to try and put all of our content onto one platform. Dame and I might still upload some specific videos, maybe on our own channels, but we might just do it on uh, FPL Dopada. We don't know quite yet. So we'll see how that goes, but that's an exciting adventure that we're going to be taking as a group. Um, that's obviously including Dom. Most weeks we'll get us all on. Um, we're trying to get away from these Friday recordings. I think and ideally get them on Thursdays, but uh, yeah. obviously with Man United playing Leicester this morning, our time plus a transfer window, it just made a bit more sense to get the recording done on the Friday. So I think our normal upload schedule is going to be Monday, Thursday when it comes to yep. FPL related content. And then obviously if there's midweek uh, games, we'll just have to adjust accordingly. So I think we'll get straight into our review of game week five and i'm going to do my best to make sure that i am being considerate of the listeners from home i'm going to share my screen for the youtube watches so hopefully i did i add it there we go now i've added it so there we go that was my game week 58 points not fantastic uh not dreadful it was li i literally just got under the average um, the average up until this morning was 58 as well, but I think uh, that was mainly because uh, the less, although the bench players didn't get added, so anyone that had Reese James and switched to Andreas Pereira and whatnot, I think their points got added on quite late. But as you can see in the top right corner, I pivoted last minute. I did take a minus four, and there's a player on that screen who was not there um, on Monday, and it's Rodrigo. And unfortunately, he's obviously sustained the injury that I'm sure you are all aware of. The player that's missing is Danny Welbeck. So I looked at it. I thought over the next few weeks, who's going to be the better option? You know, Rodrigo or Welbeck? Who's going to be a four-point better player? I was actually up just before these games kicked off Wednesday morning, which was at four o'clock our time in the morning. I quickly scurried to look at the teams to see that with Danny Welbeck was on the bench and I thought I was a mastermind. I was going nuts in the group <laughs> chat and no one was awake. I was the only one awake at the time and I was like, oh my God, I've done the, I've done a madness here. And then Rodrigo's had a chance and missed it. And then all I heard on Goal Rush was injury to Rodrigo at Ellen Road. I'm like, oh my God. And then I've seen it and he's obviously rounded Pickford and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So I think, I think my decision-making was correct in taking the minus four, I just copped it with a bad injury half an hour into a game. So I, I'm, am I frustrated? Yes. Am I okay with it? I am. 
The other issue, obviously, is we didn't have Harlan this week. We're going to talk about that a bit later. But Cancelo came in, saved the day, 12 points. Martinelli, 10. I was lucky that I captained Salah, and that was a last-second decision on deadline. I just thought, I don't know about De Bruyne. Not that he wasn't going to um, start or anything, but I just thought Salah just seemed a little bit more nailed in for me. So my team overall, yeah, Sanchez, one point, unlucky, Fulham, are looking a lot better than uh, I expected. Um, that you know, Anyone playing Fulham, it's not going to be as easy, and we'll talk about them a bit later. Trent, two yep. points, disappointing. Got hoofed with about 10 to go or so, I think it was. Um, oh, 20, 20 minutes to go, and Trent gets dragged, but it is what it is. Hopefully, we get a good reaction out of him this week. Cancelo scores a bomb. Emerson Royale looked good until Suchek scored. Gross, too, again, had one, had a chance, uh, cut back from Estupian, so he's still looking locked in. Martinelli, fa- absolutely fantastic. Another great finish from him. Ivan Tony again, having big chances, creating lots, just two blanks in a row. Again, I can live with it. It's fine. The, the goals will come. He's not a... You're not bringing in Ivan Tony to score every week. You can kind of ride him, you know, but you play the longer game with him, and it's a bit more understanding, and it was nice to see Jesus get a goal. I'm not going to lie, I was kind of happy that Aston Villa did score because I would have felt really bad if I had Saliba on the bench because I was tossing and turning about him being in my starting 11. So that was where my team was at. Uh, yeah, 58 points, as I've said once already. Could have been better, could have been worse. I'll take it at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, at 58 points without Haaland, um, it's not the end of the world. That's the big one. That is yeah. the big one, isn't it? Without Haaland, you know, you, you, you rank suffering every time he gets points. Yeah. Um, you know, there's obviously reasons why me and you didn't go with Harland and same with Dom was more the fact that Pep's comments kind of scared us into making sure um, that, yeah. And that dim comment, Captain in KDB, mudded my week. My week was already mudded, but Captain in KDB kind of topped it off. I thought that was uh, relevant for starting your yeah. team. <laughs> team yeah. talk. Um, I was like, in my mind, I was like, before the press conference that Pep did, I was confident KDB was starting and Harlan would get benched. Pep did a press conference, which I listened to on the way to work the morning of the game um, or the morning before the game, because obviously it was 4am so yep. the day before. And I was like, oh, he's got to start Harlan here. And what he's saying, which I was like... Danger, Tom. Uh, uh, danger, but I didn't think KDB would still start. Um, I just thought I saw a world where Liverpool didn't particularly play amazing and Salah, you know, doesn't score again. And to be quite fair... Look, this is the thing with Salah. Even when he plays shockingly and he doesn't get enough, you know, doesn't even look good, he's got two assists. So I mean, the second assist, he knew nothing about it. Bounced off his back. But he had to be in the right spot, though. He was competing for headers against centre-back. So I guess that's the one thing is Salah's put himself in a position to at least be threatening. But the other thing with Salah that I wouldn't mind talking about is his positioning at the moment looks dreadful. It depends on where he is. And we'll get to him in a second. But... um. So, yeah, I, I, I made a call very late doors to go to Bruyne. I thought if the Bruyne and Haaland start, then we're going to be great. I did toss with the idea of Captain Cancelo. Yeah, um, you mentioned it last pod. On, yeah, I was like, it's a nailed on clean sheet. Um, and then he bangs the goal in. And that's the one I'm more filthy with because I did say last game week that I am going to be chasing some uh, differentials to try and improve my weight. Um, unfortunately for me, I am... Uh, now very far off where I want to be. And I actually have a website that will show me how far off where I want to be. Um, but uh, more importantly, we'll go through the team, my thoughts for the game week, and then we'll maybe have a chat about what I'm going to do moving on because I've already made a couple of changes uh, already and taking another negative four, which I'm not a big fan of taking negatives, but I am going to run the idea past Paulie about a negative eight or negative 12 as <laughs> well. 
Um, I'm thinking not Sanchez. 12, but I'm thinking an 8 too. Sorry to cut you off. No, that's all right. Um, Sanchez is in that one point, obviously. Trent as well. Um, this is the thing. You know, Trent, Cancelo, Reese James, if you have Reese James in your squad, which I wish I did right now, especially with them now, probably moving him back to right wing back. Um, these are guys that you do not sell. You just you just keep them. You hold right them because for good game weeks, they're good point magnets. Yeah, Trent didn't concede it. And, you know, Isaac could have scored a second. We'll talk about Isaac in a second because Paul was going to laugh at me again. Um, and it sums up my FPL um, at the minute. Um, Cancelo getting points yet again. Obviously, the big difference between me and Paul is I finished on 52. Um, is if I captain Salah, I'm on 62. Yeah. There's the difference, really, um, as well. Martinelli went Aronson, which I was happy with. But in the end of the day, Aronson between Andreas would have been basically the same. Um, I don't, only world I think Andreas would have played for me this game week is if I did not wildcard back in game week three because it was a week that would look like we could maybe do it. Um, but yeah, and then obviously Jesus, Tony, and Jimenez up top. Jesus played well. Tony, as much as he's looked good, He's the player I'm going to talk about because I've had him for two game weeks and he's blanked two times in a row. Um, yeah. And then lastly, but more importantly, is I want to speak about Jimenez and my ideas with Jimenez. He was one of Damien Lou's two differentials that I was looking at. The other one is a Stupian. I really want a Stupian this week and I haven't got him in as of right now. He's not the transfers that I've done. I made the decision to ride Jimenez for Bournemouth, expecting Bournemouth to be an absolute, uh, you know, not a rollover, but a game where I thought Wolves should dominate and win, um, and he would be part of it. And yeah. then obviously Southampton being in that same vein. So I have made the decision to go keep Jimenez, and uh, Tony has come out my team, um, and that's for some future reasons. Jimenez as a punt, I'm just going to start with him. Podence misses a cutback that he does with his head. Loads yeah. of back stick, he heads it back. Potence is inside the six-yard bars. For whatever reason, he decides to try to do a diving header. <laughs> Instead of kicking it. Yeah, and if he just sits there and just half volleys it into the roof of the net, it's a game. You know, it, he's point blank. Any sort of simple, decent connection from a volley, he scores. So I'm yeah. very annoyed. Because then all of a sudden he gets an assist, Jimenez. You know, he's only 0.9% owned. And I'm like, you know what? That saves my rank a little bit more than can, where I needed to. And when you add up all these little half moments, the fact that I had Isaac and I was going to ride Isaac and then I was like, you know what, I need to chase some differentials. Jimenez is a good differential on paper. You know, Isaac's got Liverpool. The idea was that I was going to play Isaac and bench Trippier, especially with the injury concern. I would have got the Isaac goal. And yes, my phone did go into the wall probably when mm-hmm. he scored the second and then it was disallowed for offside because I was like, yet again, FPL being FPL. Um, but... Uh, if you'll have a look at this website called Live FPL Net, if you put your game ID, it gives you all your points. And, you know, if you have a look at the emojis, differentials, template players in all teams, 100% effective ownership. So yeah. everyone's got Jesus, everyone's got Salah. You know, that's very template. Um, you can see a couple of the uh, players that we have. And then, yeah, um, obviously the killer of my week is Haaland. Yeah. You 17 points to everybody. And how much people own people around you and effective ownership. Um, and then, as you can see here, secondly, all I needed was an extra eight points to be safe in my rank and hold my rank. Yeah. You can see there. Um, and, uh, you know, a couple of little decisions. Salah captain, I've got that safety rank. Potent scores. I don't go Jimenez. I actually keep Isaac and bench the transfer. Yeah. They will get me above that 60 points. So the fact without Haaland, with a little bit of luck, I would have been over that 60 point mark, which is what my goal was. Yeah, not too bad. I'll take the positive. I'll take the positive out of it, even though it's yeah, it's it's getting dire straight to me. I'm already 116 points off the top 10k, so 
today. That's uh, not the point you want to be in. I'll stop scaring my screen so everyone can stop seeing that as well. I will say this is an opportunity and a silver lining and why you should be subscribing to the FPL Do part or Do part of channel. Um, which if you guys haven't worked out the uh, why it's called that, it's, uh, you know, all our first letters of our first name there. Um, but uh, there's a very good silver lining, boys. And that silver lining is you're ever going to see a comeback of dreams in FPL history. You're in the right spot because uh, the goal is still to make it from this spot here to the top 500K. It's not going to be the top 100K. Yeah. And I think I can still do it because there's enough game weeks to go. Yeah. And that leads me into why I'm thinking that way. And that's because Harland is too good and too highly owned that you can't go without him. And yeah. if he gets benched, he gets benched altogether. And I want your thoughts on that, Paul, because I've already taken a negative four. I know it's Tony out and I didn't want to take Tony, but there's a reason why Jimenez has got Southampton. And then there's another reason after that as well. Yeah, I've gone with Tony. I've gone Tony out to Harland, which I think you have done as well, Paul. I've kept Tony. Um, yeah, but I'll talk through my decisions yeah. now. So, um, yeah, for those listening, I've just pulled my team back on screen. At the moment, I've taken a ne- another negative four. To be fair, last week was my first hit, so I'm fine with taking a second negative four. Yeah, but the issue is my bench three spot is in yep. order for me to get Harland in this week. Um, I had to take De Bruyne out. Obviously, I can't have Salah, De Bruyne, and Haaland, and Jesus, and Cancelo, and Trent. That was ever going to happen. So yeah. I've had to bite the bullet on KDB, which, again, I still don't like. I didn't feel like comfortable taking him out, but it was the only way I, I could do it in two moves. And my question to you would be this, and the reason why I'm questioning myself as well, the fact he gets arrested means he's going to start for look, correct? Yeah, that's what I said to you on Wednesday, didn't I? You guys were sort of debating... Yeah. Is he going to get benched against Villa? But he only played 60-odd minutes. Like, I can pull that up here. The fact that he's played... Because he did all the damage in the first half, he played 68 minutes. And they're playing the late game on Saturday. There's an, and Alvarez played 90 minutes. So, I'm at the point where I'm thinking Erling Haaland's going to play 90. Oh, not 90. He'll play until the game's done. Again, Pep will probably go, yep, yeah, by the 70th minute, we should be two, three goals in the clear, and then Haaland can come off. That's my thoughts of what's going to happen, which is why at the moment he's got the captain's armband on my team because I think yep. if he can do what he did against Forrest and get the job done early, then he'll still score his one or two or get one and an assist or whatever. And Everton is going to be tougher than people are going to give them credit for. I think Derby games, you know, it's pretty rare that we just spank them. So I'm a bit... I'd be comfortable with a seller return, but I don't know with the extent of the returns. I don't think he's going to just go and score three and absolutely destroy Everton. So I've wanted to keep Ivan Tony. That was a big part yep. of it because the run is still very good. Leeds, Southampton, then Bournemouth, Brighton amongst, you know, Villa, Wolves, Forest, all the way up to the World Cup. So Tony's probably going to be someone who I'm just going to ride because I think the week you take him out is going to be the week that he does something because the run's that so, good. So, so you got points this week because I took him out. Probably against Leeds who <laughs> yeah. aren't looking great defensively. Um, so... You, you're going to be mad with yourself. But if that's the only way you could see yourself getting to Hallen, then I'd still understand it. So what I ended up doing was I've swapped my 4.5 from my forward to my midfield again. So I've re-brought Andreas back in. Last week I had Stansfield because it was just the way that um, I worked it. Uh, but it is what it is. I've gone back to the three up front. My issue here is having to play Saliba against Man United. So this is what makes me want to take the four, the extra negative four. So to take the negative eight. 
Do I get a Rodrigo replacement this week? Because he ain't coming back anytime soon, I don't think. I'm not going to do it on stream, but do... And I've got point... I've got one... I've got point eight in the bank. So, Rodrigo could turn into any of those seven mil mids. So, yeah. that's what I'm looking at at this stage. Again, when you're looking at 7.2, you're looking at Zaha, you're looking... I wish I could just get to potentially Sancho. I know there's a question about Man United, so we'll get to that a bit later. I don't really want to go Harrison, and I don't know the extent of St. Maximum's injury, but do I think Zaha, Harrison, St. Max, Sancho, maybe Bernardo, someone who I'm actually really keen on because he's actually played back-to-back or three games in a row, 90 minutes. He could actually be someone now that he's staying. That could be really good. Yep. Do you think a point eight or negative eight is worth it to get Saliba out of my team this week to play one of these midfielders? Mm, it's a hard question because they're a bit uh, bit interesting at the moment, Man United. I don't think they've been great, but they've grinded out some results. Yep. I think it's a good fixture for Martinelli and Genius. Yeah, it's an attacking fixture. And, uh, yeah. I just feel like United have enough that they're probably scoring that game. So if you can avoid Saliba, I would. And I know that for my next game week, if I bring my team up, because we got very similar spots now, is I'll share it again. So this stage you're on a minus four? Yeah, this stage I'm on a minus four. Right. And our teams are very similar. But I at least have Saliba on the bench because I still have Trippier. Yeah. And that's the difference. And look, at the end of the day, I am more comfortable, and for those that are astute viewers, I've taken Tony out and I've moved off of, good question, yeah. I've moved off one of the midfield, De Bruyne, obviously. Um, and I've gone to Gross because I think the next three fixtures for Brighton are really good. And yep. look, if everyone's going to have Haaland, when he gets benched, we all get him benched together. Um, but yeah, I think... If there's a way to get Saliba out, it might be worth it. It's just a question to you. Do you think that Zaha is worth four points back to you for making that negative eight and then gets you back to negative four? Does he get more than four points this game? If the answer is yes, then you go in. I think that's more of a question for you there, Paul. Do you think Zaha scores this week or assists? Newcastle away. This is the thing. Because you guys, Newcastle, Man United. I'm probably not wanting to look at Zaha until at least game week 12, I think. So yep. Wolves, Everton, Southampton, West Ham, Forest, Fulham, Bournemouth. That's yep. the run I want, Zaha. So he's probably not in the equation. I just, I wish I knew the deal with Bernardo. Because he's played 93 times. But what I'm liking is he's playing as part of the three. Yeah. He's the guy I'm probably looking at. And then if Saliba's my first sub and Bernardo doesn't play, then I ride that. But it's better than just having Rodrigo, who I know he's not going to... You know what I mean? Like, it's, I feel like... the And I know it's a minus eight. <laughs> it's a big risk. Yep. But I feel like the fact that Bernardo's gone 90-90-90, Gundogan's someone who can't play every game. Yep. De Bruyne's just been rested. So De Bruyne definitely is starting. Rodri's yep. starting. Who else is going to play in that three? It's Gundogan or Bernardo. Yes, Bernardo's played three games in a row, but he was also on his way out of the door. The fact that he's staying, I'm very tempted to go Bernardo Silva at 6.9 million. I think a lot of the FPL community is too, and I think it's not a bad shout. And three returns or four returns in three games. 
And if you can live with the fact that he gets rested this week and take him in and ride him as a longer-term asset where you just plug him in yeah. and that's that, then that's okay. And, and that's I've got the I've depth got... to do that long-term. Yeah. And that, if that's the question, if that's the answer, then yeah, you can probably look at a negative eight because then it's worth it. And people are so worried about taking hits, negative fours, negative eights, even negative twelves. You've got to understand, I, for one game week, yeah, okay, it's got to suck. You might lose a head-to-head game or yeah. you, know, you might lose a little bit of rank. But if those ter- if those transfers are going to help you out the next game week and the game above, say for instance you're taking a negative eight, but your next three players are playing Bournemouth and they all return the week after, right? Yeah, that was worth the hit because in the week after, where your team is better, which is what you targeted, then you're in a very good spot. Or you know, if it's a case of getting Bernardo in and he doesn't do it this week, but he does over the next three weeks, he gets another four returns. Yeah, and gets rested in the Champions League or something. Yeah, then you're pretty happy with that as well. Um, and the reason why I've got my team on my screen is, is I'm on a negative four right now, as you guys will see here, right? So I've got no more free transfers and I've got no cost and whatever, right? And no cost, there should be a cost there. You made three transfers. Um, you know, Gross has come in, Harlan's come in. I've still got 1.8 mil in the bank. Yeah. Like, that's my issue is like, I've got 1.8 mil in the bank. I wouldn't, I, in. I wouldn't make a transfer for the sake of making one though, like an extra one. I know. And that's the thing. And that's the reason why I haven't done another one is I've got a Stupian. I want a Stupian, sorry. I've got Emerson. I have the money to go from Emerson to a Stupian. Who does he come in for against Leicester? Then that's not on my team. And there is no one there. I want to ride Martinelli and Jesus against United. Salah and Harlan, I don't know who I'm going to captain yet. I think it's going to be Salah just because I, just in case Harlan gets rested and benched. Yeah. Trippier... Trent and Cancelo over a Stupian every day. I think there's more of a well with Trippier against uh, Palace could get an attacking return. Plus, they could keep a clean sheet um, yeah. as well if they return to how they played the first few game weeks. Never dropping Cancelo after a 13 pointer. And yeah. Trent against Everton loves the derby. It's fine. So then it's a question of even if I make the negative eight, and the reason why I'm not doing it is I can't even get that player that I want into my starting 11. Yeah. If there was a way to get Emerson to Driggs James, then I think about it. And then yeah. people might say, Damien, but Aronson, I'll be like, yeah, Aronson got an assist last game week. Should have had a goal. It was a good save from Pickford. Yeah. Brentford defensively looked a little bit, mm-hmm. and then he's got Forrest. And, you know, the guy gets points and he plays a lot of minutes. Yeah. I feel like out of all the leads and midfielders, him and Sinanestra are the two ones that you want. Harrison, yet again, looks good and creates. Rodrigo's injured. But I think Aronson's playing 10. Sinanestra's back. They're the two that you're probably looking at. And Dan so James has gone Aronson. out on loan as well. Yeah. So I'm happy to have Aronson. Yeah, 100%. As a starter. So if I'm going to get a Stupian in, it's not this game week, which makes me go, I want him. And then it's a question of, do I bring him in for Bournemouth Palace and then realise that they got Liverpool and Spurs? Yeah. Yes, because then I can ride him probably between Brentford and Forest. Yeah. And he's one of those ones where a Stupian comes in on the bench with where Emerson is. Yeah. I've then got Trent, Trippier, Cancelo... Saliba, yeah. and Stupian, and I'm set to the World Cup because I can interchange all of them. It just means I have no Reese James, and I would really like to get Reese James in for Trippier, but yet again, if you're looking at my screen, yeah, Trippier is still fine. Trippier's fixtures until like game week 11 are pretty good, and even then, you get Everton in between United and Spurs, and then you get Villa and Southampton. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, I think you can oh, ride yeah. it. With the other two defenders as well, you can always ride those. So it's not an issue, yeah. really. There's no point and chasing Reese James at this point. 
Yeah, Emerson's playing and Saliba's playing. And the fixtures interchange enough. Reese James' fixtures about to turn, so I might leave it. The last one I want to speak about my team, Paul, is uh, this boy here. Yeah. The main reason I've got Tony out is I just think this game week, better fixtures Southampton at home for Wolves than uh, Tony at the minute as well. I know it's leads away, but I see a world where, you know, no returns in two weeks, there could be another no return. And, you know, for me, I still need a differential. He's 0.6% owned. And if he bangs in a few against Southampton, which could happen. Yep then I'm going to climb up the ranks there as well. The main reason why I'm doing that is it allows me one more week to see if Isaac is the guy I go for. I'll go straight Mitrovic against Chelsea and just ride Mitrovic to the World Cup. Yeah. And I would be more happy to, you know, I think if I had Tony there, I'd talk myself into keeping Tony instead of getting Mitrovic in. With Jimenez. Yeah, you're going to have to make the move. Yeah, it's this game week and then I'm making the move between Isaac, who if he looks good, I'll get him against West Ham and Bournemouth. Yeah, and then decide again on Mitrovic, or it's Mitrovic. I've made that move. Yeah, fair enough. And I think that's where the community's heading, especially with Mitrovic going game week nine. If I can get on that bus a little bit earlier. Yeah, going to do my my team and my value a little bit more well to runders. So Jimenez is only because I think he can outscore Tony this game week, and it forces me to make the transfer the week after. Yeah, fair enough. I'll get that. And Which I think probably forces force me to take a negative four again next week to get a stupid in as well for Emerson, but I'm happy to do that again. Yeah, I'm just happy to ride Emerson at the moment if he's going to be back of the bench option. Um, that's my uh, sort of thoughts there. I'm going to quickly bring my screen up. I know we've gone through a little bit, but uh, this is someone I want to talk about. Anthony Gordon, 5-5 uh, midfielder from Everton. Uh, played Stay. 90 minutes across all games. Yep. My issue well. is fixtures. Goes Liverpool, Arsenal, West Ham... Southampton, Man United, Tottenham, Newcastle. That is dreadful. But yep. then from Palace, Fulham, Leicester, Bournemouth, Wolves. I might quickly share my other tab. I might, I might have to stop the share and reshare yeah, it. Yeah, pick your second screen. Yep. Um, let hey, me guys, go. Keep Thanks, Nanjai. Glad that you are enjoying. And then I want... The yeah, there we go. When we're looking from game week two uh, to now, Gordon has had 15 shots... 12 of them on target and 11 inside the box with an XGI of almost four expected points of 25 and actual points of 17 at 5.5 million. Someone to consider. Now, am I going to go Rodrigo to him? No, because the fixtures are just dreadful. They are absolutely dreadful. Bernardo, surprisingly, as a 6.9 million midfielder, has had five shots Four on uh, four inside the box, only two on target, but has scored two goals as well. But then he's chance though. But he's had uh, uh, two big chances, but he's had seven key passes. Yeah. But then his minutes in game week two was pretty low, I reckon, from memory. If I quickly bring up Bernardo, yep. let's go back to seven mil. Bernardo went twelve minutes, twenty-five minutes. So if we now go say from th- uh, game week three. Let's just bring that there. And you'd expect, boom, he jumped straight back up. So granted, that's three games at 90 minutes uh, played. But you're looking across 180 minutes. He's had five. So he's had all his shots in three games and four of them inside the box. He's created um, a big chance there, which would have been one of his goals. 0.7 XG is quite low compared to someone like Zaha who's had seven shots and four on target, but has only scored the one extra goal. The creativity uh, stuff here as well, they've both got 1.9 XG, uh, three goal involvements each. The key passes, though, seven key passes for um, Bernardo's massive with one assist and 
the five bonus points. I think I may have um, tempted myself into a, a negative eight with Bernardo, and that's a real risk-reward situation because, as we've said, he's someone who could get rested. But what I like about Bernardo, though, is he's played in the past as a false nine. He's played on the right wing, and he can play as part of the three. So I feel like he's someone that, regardless of whether he starts or not, he's someone who plugs holes really well. So I feel like he's someone who could get good minutes. The fact that he has turned his form around, I don't yep. think Pep would have started him, bang, 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 three games in a row and given him 90 minutes if the plan wasn't to use him. That's my yeah, thought. I so I think Gundogan, if I quickly bring up his uh, numbers here, his minutes are a lot more sporadic and some of his involvement has been off of uh, the bench. So he's come on, um, I think, once or twice this season and yep. being able to maximize his scoring. So Bernardo's their highest scoring midfielder, even more than Phil Foden. And he's played, you know, the first two games of write-offs for Bernardo. And he's actually outscored Kevin De Bruyne. Obviously, De Bruyne didn't return this week. But um, when I look at Gundogan, his minutes have been 77, 64, 90, 29, 90. So Gundogan, I don't think he's going to be someone who's going to play consecutive 90-minute hauls because yep. there's a history of injury. That's what alludes me to have Bernardo because I think long-term, like De Bruyne's not going to get rested heaps. We know that. But I think Bernardo just gives you that really good coverage. It might be out on the right wing. It might be if Haaland gets rested that Bernardo goes up front or Alvarez moves inside and Bernardo goes to the right wing. Which I think is the way that would go. Which is at 6.9 to get someone that potentially is that secure in a role... Well, not even a role, secure in the team, it might be worth the risk. If him and Haaland start together, then you could be talking serious points when it comes to creativity. Bernardo's been that guy that drifts out to the right wing as the right winger cuts in kind of thing. So he's been giving that creativity uh, a lot. And he's actually getting into the box more than I've seen as well. He's sort of driving into the box. He's having shots. He's cutting balls in across the box from in the box. That's just the yeah. eye test for me with Bernardo. So he could definitely come in for an, a negative eight for me. And this week against Villa, realistically, could get a goal and assist. Could. And that's the upside. And I think, I think that's all the Man City players that start, though, that can do that. And that's that's the only issue is with Pep, you never know. Yeah. That's the only thing. You've got to be prepared to, to take ride, the risk. If you're happy to ride it, ride it. And this is where we can't be too hard on ourselves for wildcarding what we did. We made, we took a we took a gamble that Harlan was going to get money. Managed. managed a little bit more more than what he has and it didn't happen. Yes, I wish I did not wildcard because if I had my wild if I had the my same. Card team that if I had my team that I didn't wildcard, uh you know, we're talking that we're both inside the top one mil right now, right? But at the end of the day, we made an informed decision that De Bruyne over a long term is someone that's more nailed, and he will be. In the same way, Bernardo Silva's always had this history of being in and around this squad a lot of the time. Yeah. For me, I think the only real road for Bernardo is when Mahrez goes on this run where he'll get nailed for... The fact that he hasn't been playing has been weird, though. Yeah, I know. Which usually, in if it's, you know... It's not Foden who's normally nailed. It's Mahrez. Mahrez that's nailed. But he has he's barely it's, played. Foden's been the most nailed. Yeah, if I could but, get to Foden, I would. But yeah, I just can't get there. Where, this is where, yet again, my wildcard team, I had Foden in. So, so here's you know, Mares. Mares has gone, to, sorry, yeah. Damon, 2 minutes, 90, 0, 60, 35. Yeah, it's weird. He's been, 
hasn't been as known as we thought he was going to be preseason. Yeah. Where Bernardo has just come out of nowhere. I think it's because I wanted to keep him. He's been nailed. So I feel like I'm with you. I'm echoing what Paul's saying. If you're going to pick a Man City asset and you can't get the Foden because you got Haaland, obviously, you can't get the Foden unless you want to go from Diaz to Foden, which is risky. Which I wouldn't do I wouldn't at this stage. Do. No, I wouldn't either. Um, then, by all means, I think Bernardo's a very good shout. I will say that Zaha is a bit more nailed. But that could be the, the option, though, around game yeah. week 12. Yeah, because I was going to say, Palace's fixtures are okay now. Game week 12, you ideally almost want three of them in because their fixtures are good. Same way with Gordon, who is on that screen still and looks fantastic. Oh, whoops, I forgot I still got it. <laughs> ah, that's all right. Uh, I was been looking at it the whole time. I'm looking at Gordon going, mate, I need him in. Game week 12 when he plays West Ham, and then he's on after that all the way to the World Cup. First game back from the World Cup, Wolves, if you want to ride him and use him as a bench option. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, the way it's going. Because if they go more pay him and McNeil as a three, yeah. that's pretty solid. It, and I like Gordon. I prefer Gordon off the right-hand side coming in onto his left. Like, yeah, great. Gordon on the right-hand side coming into his left or on the left-hand side coming into his right? I think he's on the left. Yeah, coming in. And then McNeil right, won't be on the right. Dwight McNeil exactly. should be on the right wing. So, And then whether they play a 10 or not, you know, they've just brought in a Drissa guy and we'll, we'll break down some of the transfer window stuff as well. But I'm at, I, I, I kind of want to see Pep's press conference and just see what he says. Yeah. I don't know when it's actually happening. I feel like they happen like now. Like they feel, I feel like they happen yeah. Friday night, our time. So yeah, I will be definitely informing myself uh, before if he said if he definitely says Bernardo any information on Bernardo that's negative then I'll probably just ride the minus four because I don't think any of those other midfielders give me the same guarantee of an instant return I'm prepared to take the big risk on Bernardo if he gets benched and he comes on against Villa then I'm pretty confident that he'll probably come on and do something but I'm just I've been looking at him for a week or so and I've just gone I just want to see what happens with him and He's gone bang, 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 three weeks in a row, 390 minutes, three returns, which is the big thing too. So he's, he might not get a return, granted, but the pattern of behavior right now is Bernardo's in that team. Yeah. And you could justify, oh, De Bruyne didn't play this one and Gundogan didn't play that one. So Bernardo's just been de facto in there. If Bernardo's been de facto in there, then it would have been him coming off for Mares or him coming off for De Bruyne. But it wasn't. It was Haaland coming off for De Bruyne and the reshuffle. So yeah, I wouldn't I mind would actually not. seeing how the midfield looked at that point because I wasn't watching the City game. I was watching Liverpool. So I haven't actually watched yeah, the City yeah. game. But that could be interesting because I just think Bernardo, I think he's just someone who he's always just going to be in and around the team, as you said, because Haaland comes off. Let's control the game. He goes up front. Or we've got Alvarez on. Move Alvarez inside. We'll just put Bernardo on, on the right wing for now. Or, you know... He starts on the wing. All right, we want to get Alvarez on. Let's move him into the midfield. Let's rest Gundogan. So I just think there's just so many ways they can use him that he's just going to be on the pitch. So yeah, I agree. that's just where I'm at. I just want to see a press conference. So if you've got any, if yeah. you're watching live and you've got any of those like weird start sit questions, get them in. Uh, we'll address them. I think, was there anything else sort of about your team you wanted to touch on or should we start moving into some of the questions that we've got in the Discord? Um. The only thing that I want to touch on with my team is, and I won't even bring it up, is trying to think what I'm going to do a bit more longer term. And, uh, you know, I have started to try and shift my focus from going like game week 12 and 13 all the way down to like what's happening game week eight because it's a big week where a lot of the big teams play each other, game week nine. Figure with captain options. 
And I think that's the week where Isaac and Newcastle play Bournemouth. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in game week eight. I'm tempted. And I sit here saying this without owning Isaac, but I'm tempted to get Isaac in next game week. If he has another good game week this week or looks good and he's knocks no, no drama, which Eddie Howe said it isn't. Am I a crazy man to think that if I'm already starting to plan for like captaincy punts in weeks where all the big teams play each other, or is that something that shouldn't be entering my mind just yet? As in game week eight? Yeah, because we're in game week six now. That you know, Look, you could start thinking about things like game week eight and whatever, but I wouldn't, if you're stuck between a really good option and something you think might happen, I'd lean towards right now. Yeah. But if you're like certain that it's going to help you long term and it doesn't hinder you now, then it makes sense to me if that makes yeah, sense. I'd with you too. Because I think we're we're, ch- I think- we're chasing now, like we are chasing yeah. the pack now, and granted we we can recognise that that's fine. Then we got to make the right decisions now because we can we can keep looking long term, but then we're going to keep chasing our tail, and that's where I'm at. So that's where me targeting Bernardo. Yes, it makes a minus eight, but I'd rather take the risk with Bernardo than know I've going to have nothing on the bench with Rodrigo. Yeah, because Rodrigo is going to sit that. there and lose value. Really, I'd you. rather take the minus four hoping that Bernardo gets one return. If he gets one return, then I'm e- I'm literally even. Like, then yeah. him coming in means nothing, but me losing Rodrigo means nothing. You know what I mean? Like, that's as long as he plays and gets a return, then I'm two ahead of what I would have had with Rodrigo on the bench in sub three. So that's where I'm at. We've got a good question here. What do we think of Alvarez as a punt? We spoke about that last week, didn't we? Yeah, so I think the week to punt on Alvarez was last week because there was that stigma about Harlan being rested and he's got to play Alvarez. In the end, Alvarez played, but it was out wide for 90 and then moved inside. So it would have worked out. But I feel like if there was ever the week that Alvarez was the punt, it was always going to be Forrest at home was going to be his debut. Yeah. So I feel like you're one, you're one week too late on that, but I think it would have been a great punt. So I think it's still worth a punt against Villa. I do to an extent because I do think in the world where Harlan doesn't start, Alvarez plays 60 minutes. And in 60 minutes, Alvarez could do a good enough job where Harlan doesn't even come on. Yeah. So I think that's going to happen. I think, yet again, it's going to be Harlan starting and Alvarez would be the sub for Harlan. But I feel like as a punt, if you're happy. The fact that he played on the right is... wing as from the start, though, was nice to see. Yeah. So he's yeah. not just shoehorned. He's not just shoehorned to play through the middle. And that's probably the, the benefit of Alvarez as a 6-5 forward. If he's going to start on the right. So this is like, the, the, I want to know what's going on with Mares. They might, I think he is a bit older, so maybe they are going to manage him a little bit up to the World Cup. Who knows? But the fact that maybe they're starting to phase Mares out a little bit because they've got options. You know, you got to remember Grealish hasn't been really part of the squad. He's had a little niggle. As well, I don't actually think Grealish is anywhere near this team at the moment. I think they're just ticking too well that it's going to be a lot of work for Grealish to get back in this side. Yeah, and I think on the left, it sort of looks like it's going to be Foden, number one choice, to be fair. On the right, it's looking like, would you say Bernardo? Who else is really knocking that right wing spot down? I think Alvarez played quite well, to be fair, against Forrest. I understand it's Forrest, and I understand Forrest, you know, credit to them, even though they got pumped, they went got full guns blazing. So right. I think that's the only way they know. Um, but, Let me load up Man uh, City. I want to just see. I think. Just from the start. Let's see what they've done. The thing is, whoever they play on the left, Foden moves to the right. So they get Grealish and they want to give Grealish minutes, Foden moves to the right. 
Yeah. It's all about do they want to play photo on the right or the left this game week? And wherever they, they say, then that's where the space is filled by the other. I feel like Mars will get his minutes, and I feel like Bernardo will get his minutes out there on the right, which then makes Alvarez less of a punt. Less of a punt, sorry, less of an attractive mm, punt. Here we go. Those guys. All right. So the first but, three games, Damo, you went Foden, yeah. Mares, Bernardo. So Bernardo started on the right against Newcastle. This yep. is why I like him. So you get that Newcastle game, the midfield three was Gundigan, De Bruyne, and Bernardo was on the right. Yeah. I think when Gundigan and De Bruyne are going to start, it's going to be Bernardo with Foden on the left. I yeah. think that's the best 11. Like the big games, that's what's going to happen at the moment. Anyway, so that's the first three. Crystal Palace on the right was Mares who got hoofed and Bernardo started in the middle with De Bruyne and Rodri. So that was Gundy's rest. And then this week it was Bernardo. Oh, they said Alvarez was in the 10, but he's not. It, would, it was Alvarez on the right. Bernardo was part of the three with Gundigan and Rodri. Yeah. That's what, you know what I mean? I, I like I it. I think, I think in terms of the question that Alvarez being the punt, you're one week too late. If you want to punt this week, I can understand it. You punt on Bernardo if you more, need a midfielder. Yeah, I was going to say, Bernardo would be the one to go for as the punt this week from City, not Alvarez. But Alvarez is no, still not the worst punt this week. He was a much better punt. The minute Hallen gets an injury, at 6'5", he's going to dominate. Yeah, at 6'5", if Harlan gets any sort of half-decent long-term injury, which it's Harlan, it could happen. Um, you know, he, he, it's a straight shot for me. It goes Harlan to Alvarez, pocket the money and do what you want with the money afterwards. Yeah, knowing how like it's going to happen this week. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. If that's the case, it's everyone else is in the same boat. It's like having a refresh. Yep. All righty. I think it's time to move into some of the Discord questions. Of course. Let me load them. them or I got them? I've got them now because I don't have to worry about this screen. So let me yep. load them up. Here we go. All right, Rodrigo replacement. So JS has liked the look of Aronson and Sinistera. Also Gibbs White. I wouldn't go near Gibbs White. I just... I would want to see a few weeks of Forest. They've made 20 signings this offseason. So I just want to see how they settle um, after a few weeks. And their fixtures aren't amazing just yet. I, I'm, I'm going to counteract that and say, if there's ever a time to get Gibbs White in, it's now because their next three fixtures are amazing. And then after that, you've got to get rid of them again. So their fixtures... <laughs> so then it's not worth it for game. me then, really. Yeah, so it's it's a punt. If you want to take the punt on Gibbs White, mm, by all means. If, I don't know. If you want to punt it, I wouldn't. I, I, I feel like I want to see how they're going to play though. Yeah, I do too. I feel like the only one that you can punt off in the next three games is Necker Williams because his numbers are incredible. Yeah. There's a return waiting to happen there. So I think um, for the replacements for Rodrigo, you could either look Zaha. at... Yeah, Zaha. You can try and ride Zaha, but I just don't think he scores those... He's scoring his goals with very low XG chances. Yeah. And that's the worry for me. And that's why like, I'm not just going to set and forget Zaha. Against the big teams, he actually does normally play well. Um, and Palace do set up differently against the bigger sides. So against Newcastle, I don't expect them to sit behind the ball, but I'm at the point where I really, I don't know. I don't, I, Bernardo's just screaming my name. And yeah. I'm not going to suggest it for anybody because it is a huge risk. And I, and granted, I, I understand that it's a big risk, but if you're prepared to roll the dice, then... You could e- you could very easily look. You could al- you could also go down. You could also downgrade Rodrigo. So if you wanted to take the punt on Gordon, the data's there at the moment for uh, for Gordon to do well. Or if you don't have an Andreas Pereira and you got two transfers and you could make two mil and then do what you want 
somewhere else. So that, that that's they're the options for me. I wouldn't play Pereira this week, but if you bring in Andreas Pereira and that turns a Patterson or a Neko up to a Reese James, if you want to do a restructure, then I don't mind that either. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Aris is not a bad pick, by the way, in that list that you put out there as yeah. well. Um, I think out of everyone, it's him and Sinestro are probably the two that you'd probably look at more at Leeds now. I think Harrison's still a very good option too. Um, but look, I think any one of those options are not bad. I do like the idea of going, uh, what's it about to say, going from Rodrigo down to an Andreas Pereira if you don't have him. Because if you don't have him, you're missing out yeah. on the bench. And his value is going to go and go and go. And there's a lot of games you can play him in coming up as well. And more importantly, that allows you to go to free strikers because you can restructure a 4.5 mil to one of the six and a half, seven mil options. Oh, yeah, all that. Likely. Or go and get one of the uh, four mils up to a Reese James or something like that, like Paul mentioned. I, I prefer if you've got Rodrigo and you don't want to go one of those midfielders, go and restructure your team into a 4 3 3 slash or a 5 3 2. Yep. All right. Next question is from Rods, and who has been the best uh, signing from the deadline day? So we've got the on screen the transfer deadline day signings. I'll quickly run through them. Billy Gilmore, Chelsea to Brighton, which I really do like um, as yeah. a midfield option for Brighton at 7 mil. Aubameyang to Chelsea for 12. Zakaria on loan to Chelsea. Anthony made the move finally to Man United. Akanji, who we haven't spoken about yet, gone to Dor- uh, from Dortmund to Man City. Just more coverage there. Uh, I don't know who this Woot Fayez guy is from Reims to Leicester. Willie Bolly's gone to Forest. Jack Stevens to Bournemouth. Kazawa to Fulham. Idrissa Guy to Everton. Williams back in the league, gone to Fulham. Dubrovka to Man United, which is an interesting one. Another signing I yeah. really like is Dendonka to Villa. That's uh, a a yep. big one. I think they need that extra depth because they've lost um, Diego Carlos to an ACL. So whether he plays yep. centre back or Kunde moves back, uh, uh, sorry, not Kunde, uh, Bubakar Kamara moves back to centre back, and Dendonka plays at the base of the diamond. So I think there's some options there. Maitland Niles to Southampton's a big one. I feel Edozi yep. from Man City to Southampton again. I don't know who that is, but you know the way Lavia played. One, it's another one that Southampton have picked up from Man City's youth. Yeah. There's about four or five of them now. Yeah. And then Arthur from Juventus to Liverpool. One, oh, okay, here's the other one. Juan Larios, Man City to Southampton. So that's adding to Lavia. Carlos Vinicius from Benfica to Fulham. I definitely know him from uh, FM. Uh, yep. Dujay Kaletakar, Marseille to Southampton. So Southampton had a big deadline day. They like crap. We need players. And they've gone and done it. Ben Direct went from Southampton to Villa. So that's just making room for Kaletakar. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bubakar Traore from Mets to Wolves and Dan James to Fulham. So lots happening there. Um, yep. Some big, big moves and some that are interesting and intriguing. Not any body rods that I'd go after right now because, you know, you want to give these guys a week or two just to settle in, I think. Like some will hit the ground running like Alexander Isaac has. But, you know, when you're talking about a 70 mil striker that scored goals for the last few years in Spain... You can understand why he may hit the ground running a bit better than someone else. But someone who jumps out to me long-term, depending on the roles, Maitland-Niles at Southampton, I think he if he could nail himself into either that right wing-back role or to play in the midfield, you know who could actually be really uh, good to get? Because they used Ward-Prowse as a 10 at the weekend until they ran out of midfield depth and had to put him back in that box-to-box role, Damo. 
So I think if Maitland-Niles is being told you're going to come in and play box-to-box midfielder, that may actually free up Ward-Prowse to play a bit further forward, which may allow Rebo, Armstrong, Che Adams to kind of be the front three-ish with yep. a Ward-Prowse in behind with a Maitland-Niles and a Lavia either side. That's not bad. Yeah, it's I, better I than what they that. had. I think they were going to actually go Maitland-Niles out as right wing back in that Livramento role that they've been screaming out for. And he's got to get in, in beyond and create a little bit of width and bomb on. But, but he always complained know, he about... The middle of the part too. He's always complained he, though about playing at wing back. So I feel yeah. like whatever team he's gone to, there must be some guarantee he's going to play centre mid. It's just me Look, speculating. I think it's made Southampton a bit more of an asset and look at him and go, they're not going to ship as many goals now. Yep. And they're going to be a little bit better. I didn't mind Lavia, by the way. I feel like he's a good player. Yes, he scored a goal that I think Mendy should save. And Mendy's been quite horrid for Chelsea at the start of this season. Yeah. Um, but so has the Chelsea defences that allow that to happen too. Uh, I think there's some really good options though there from Southampton. If you can get the right Southampton asset, which I think I'm looking at Rebo and once he's nailed, and, you know, like Gordon, he's another one that's like on that radar that are like, why are you going for them for? And you'd be like, the numbers are pretty good and the eye test is good. I think yeah. once Rebo's nailed and he gets used to the league, he's the one. Um, for me there, because I think you just see enough of him every time he's on the part that he's pretty good. Yeah, he looks good. Ward Prowse is, Ward Prowse is one of those ones where if you are a Ward Prowse fan, which I am, and you want to have him in FPL, he's one that you just pick in game week one and just go, mate. If he's going to play in a 10, though, play. it's a new role for him. Yeah. And I think it's a better role for him. 11. You see him in start 11 just playing because yeah. at the end of the day, he's a good footballer. He'll pop up with the He'll pop up with the odd assist and goal from open play, but you know you get him for his dead book stuff and because he's the best dead book player in the league. Yeah, uh, you know he's going to get you points. There'll be there'll be a game week where he's done nothing for five game weeks, and then you've been getting two and one pointers, and then next minute two free kicks. Thank you very much. Yeah, and so a penalty, twelve pointer, and a penalty, and you're just like, oh, there's the game week. He does it every year. Does it make him a better option? I don't know if it makes him a better option, but it maybe makes Southampton a bit more solid enough that they can maybe turn a bit more of the Ward Prowse points from one or two into a couple of clean sheet points in there. That extra point, that three. Maybe gets a bonus point, maybe a bit more often. Yep. So yeah, look, it could work out that way. I do think a Rebo with that more creativeness around him now, if he gets nailed, could be one. Or Shay Adams has actually looked good too. Yeah, he has looked very good. And if he's going to, even Adam Armstrong, to be fair, has looked all right. I think Southampton over the next few weeks are going to probably start to tighten up a little bit. So they're yeah. not going to be as desirable. So if you've got Wolves assets, this is probably the, the week you'd, target Southampton more so than anything because it's a lot of new faces on in a real short period of time. Yeah. And they all can't start. So that's what Hints I'd be looking at. Jimenez. Yeah. Hints why I'm riding Jimenez this week. Yeah, 100%. But Aubameyang, I'm going to be intrigued to see what he comes in at. I'm just going to check quickly. I don't think that... They haven't added him yet. I don't think, it, I don't think it's coming just yet. He hasn't come in yet. He'll come in tomorrow morning. Look, I'm going to assume yeah. he'll be nine, nine and a half. Yeah, I, I think. He'd be, in, he'd be in around what Nunes was. And he's going to be real hard to get to. And I definitely want to see him for a week or two. How does he fit in? And how is it going to impact Sterling? A lot of people brought in Sterling. And Sterling's kind of been in those real central areas. So I feel like it's going to really impact... It might impact Sterling, like his goal threat. But it also might improve his goal involvement, though, by having Aubameyang. And it might draw extra defenders or he might get more space. But I'd be more apprehensive of bringing Sterling in now, knowing that there's going to be a bit of a restructure up front and he's not going to play through the guts. So that... I would agree. I would just... 
as good as he looks at the moment, I, I would just be cautious and maybe want to see it for a week or two with Aubameyang in the team. Is he looking all right? What's happening around him? But I think Chelsea assets are looking okay, to be fair, at the moment. They're just, they're just shipping the goals at the moment, which are a bit frustrating. If you've got Chelsea defensive assets, but um, yeah. Anthony is somewhere we haven't he's, he's actually been already added. He's been added in at seven and a half mil. Which I think um, is a good price. And that leads into our next question from Dim, which is, are United trustworthy for the mid-price players like Rashford, Sancho, etc.? My only the question right is the right one and how fit is Martial? They're probably the two questions I've got to ask because Martial being a forward makes this frustrating because if you could pick the midfield, if they're all midfielders, which doesn't really make much sense, it'd be a lot easier of a discussion. The fact that Martial is a forward makes this awkward for me um, but the one I'm liking the most is probably Sancho he seems that he's played on the left he's played on the right he's looked okay as well he's had some big chances Rashford scored one scored against Liverpool missed a big chance against Brighton and missed another one I can't remember who it was against um, he's looking okay but I just don't feel like he's as nailed I want to have a quick look and see if Martial I'm telling you who I'm thinking of A first I think Matt, uh, Martial when he's uh Fit and available. He only played forty five uh, minutes against us. That's it so yeah, far. Yeah, and then and then he got and then he fell an injury again. I yeah. feel like he's the one that when he's fit and firing, he's going to start up front for them because I think Ronaldo is going to take his bench roll spot. Yep. Ten Hag said he won't, but he will. Uh, you know, there's no way he gets in with the way that what he's trying to do there. Um. So with that being said, he could be the option longer term. I do think at the minute, if you want one from United for these next few fixtures and someone that I think is going to start for a bit, so I've, I really like Alunga. I really do. I think if he's the one with him and Sancho, when they start, they look good. I know that means what you do with Anthony. Anthony, once he's bedded in, yes. Yeah. I think you give take a couple of weeks, few weeks. And if you want to punt for a short term, I think Alunga's the one. And then So for Arsenal, Palace leads three next games for United, you could get away with an Alunga if you... He's only 4.9, but I'd yeah. rather Sancho if you could get there. Yeah, I do too. I feel like if you want to re- if you want to call Rodrigo a replacement and you want money in the bank, Alunga for the next couple of game weeks is not a bad shot. Yeah, I don't mind that. But again, you then take the big risk of how quick does Anthony get settled into the team. I feel like Ten Hag's probably going to try and throw him in as, as quick as possible. You know what I mean? Like I just don't see a world where... He lets him sit there for a while, especially with the fixtures that are upcoming. Matt, he won't start against Arsenal, but then the next two he probably does, in my yeah, eyes. I, I hear you there too. It, it's it's one of those ones where Anthony's pretty good value at seven and a half because I feel like he's nailed. Once yeah, he's, you know, on the right. In. And I feel like that bed Sancho in on the left. And, and then, then Martial the through the middle. Top. And I think it'll be Martial over Rashford, which is a shame for Rashford. Um, but it could be Rashford starting up there as well. Um, well, Rashford in the next couple of weeks should be pretty well locked. It should be really Alanga or Anthony on the right, Sancho, Rashford. Yeah. So at least the the decision-making is made for you. It's who, what money have you got? If you need yep. a cheap option and you want to take a risk, you go Alanga. If you've got that mid-price money and you're okay with Rashford starting through the middle, you can go that 6-5 if you really, or 6-3 now. So Rodri- if you want to go sideways with Rodrigo and keep your structure... You could ride Rashford for three weeks and then just bring Rodrigo back in when he's back. Or if you can get a little bit of extra money or you got something in the bank, go up to Sancho, which I think I'm like 0.1 off, which for me is probably the best thing. The fact that I'm 0.1 yeah. off 
takes the decision out of my hands, Sancho or Bernardo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Otherwise, I I probably, if I had the extra point one, I probably would actually just go straight to Sancho. So that probably tells me where I'm at with that decision. And for someone like me who's been very critical of Sancho, since the Liverpool game, he has looked quite good. I'll give him that. Yeah, I'm with you too. And I think he's been really good as well. And it leads me into saying that I can't get to him. I could if I wanted to get rid of Martinelli, but I'm never getting rid of, no. rid of Martinelli. Um, there's no need for you to get him in this week anyway. And there's no reason for me to get him in before with Aronson playing Brentford and Nottingham Forest. I am tempted to get Sancho in after that fact, but he's the only one that I would maybe go to and trust. Yeah, 100%. Because you know he's going to play left or right. And that's the thing with him because he can go either Anthony's side. He's the other one. I do really think Anthony could be the Yeah, one seven and a half. I'd want to watch him first though. Same here. If he, if he plays his next two weeks, if he looks unreal, my team could have Isaac and Anthony in it. Yeah, that could I be very solid though. I saying that three weeks ago. Yep. I would have to agree with you there. Um, and then it'd yep. be interesting to see what Aubameyang does. I think they're, they're the big guys. I'd love to see what Billy Gilmore can do um, at Brighton. What Just role does he play though? Time. Comes in at the wrong time because by the time he's bedded in, that's when the Brighton fixtures turn out a little bit harder. Yeah. feel like Billy Gilmore for this run of fixtures in the second half of the year could be quite the option. They don't really get... They get it from like 21 yeah. to 29. They get a good run. Yeah. So 22nd of Jan to the 2nd of April. And then they finish really well, 33 to 38. So there's two good yeah. runs at the end of the year where Brighton get good again. But Yeah, because I think about game week 8 or 9, they, their fixtures it gets bad. turn a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it's like... Oh, not really. Like they go Leicester, Bournemouth, Palace, then they got Liverpool nine, Spurs in tens. So you don't like that. Brentford, Forest, City, and Chelsea, then it's City and Chelsea. It's it's more the fact that their runs are so bad. good. You see, you see Liverpool and Spurs. You go, Ugh. and then you see Brentford and North, North and Nottingham Forest. You're like, okay, and then you got <laughs> so you end up holding them through it. That's the problem. You end up holding yeah. the Brighton guys through it. And I'm going to ride Sanchez through those games. I think because. I'm riding Sanchez for him because I think he has the potential even in those games to make 15 saves or 10 saves. To be fair, the Leicester fixture, I'm just looking at Danny Ward. Yeah, if man, Leicester can do. sack Rodgers or do something or show something from game week nine to 16, it is yeah. Forest, Bournemouth, Palace, Leeds, Wolves, City. So scrap that. Everton, West Ham to 16. Yeah, and I'm looking at Madison going, if you're fit, mate. I know. I was so tempted this week to do it. If, if you're fit, mate, how do I get to you? I do not know, but we will do it. And to be fair, I think it's for me getting Martinelli to him somehow. I was very tempted this week to go De Bruyne to Madison and just go Tony to Haaland. Yeah, but he's not 100% fit, I don't think. And oh. There's going to be value in Sancho, and there's going to be value in Anthony, and there's going to be value in like still going to be value in Gross and Aronson and Rodrigo and yeah, yeah, Bernardo, which is why I didn't so do it. So much value. Yeah, that's why I didn't do it because I'm like, well, then I'm just really like shoehorned, really shoehorned. Like I don't, I lost the extra you know bench option of Pereira. Like I thought, do I really? Like I, I can get Pereira, and then I can get rid of the bench clogger in uh, Stansfield. That was my method there. Do I get rid yeah, of the be- the bench clogger? So anyway, I think that's sort of where we're at. I think Captain C, what are you leaning towards? Salah only because I know it's the Merseyside derby. He always seems to turn up for it, but I have not liked his position, like you said. Second half when he moved more central, looked really looked a lot yeah. more involved. He's been um, very wide. 
I think it's more because we've been very wide, only because teams have been forcing him so far out there. I think teams have actually lined up really well against him. And he, you haven't seen Salah really beat someone on the inside yet this season. Nah. Um, he's been pretty much having to go touchline a lot. Salah's his best when he gets to, you know, he gets to be able to chop back on that left and then go far yeah. corner, right? So we haven't seen that yet, which makes me lean to a decision which may, may, may sound a little bit weird. I'm actually thinking Trent, seriously. Yeah, I could see that. I could see a world where free kick or a corner or just a goal again where he gets a good yeah. return. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I feel like if I, if I knew, Goodison... If I funny Harlan was going to start, this wouldn't even be a question, to be fair. That's why I'm writing... I've got Harland at the moment with the C because in my head, I believe he starts and plays about 60 minutes. And I think his 60 minutes is better than Salah playing 85-90 against Villa, Villa in these fixtures. Because Villa looked you, dreadful. The only thing Villa know how to do is score on the break. Do you think Villa find a goal against Man City? Maybe, but I don't care. I do. because yeah, well, you want yeah, a Captain Cancelo? How many times have I said it in the last few weeks, I want a Captain Cancelo and haven't pulled the trigger? And- I think there's so much pressure on Villa at the moment that City could just absolutely dominate them. Like, they'll try, but they won't succeed. Insert little sound clip. Yeah. I just I just don't see a world where City don't absolutely destroy them. Yeah, I don't believe you. That's the thing well, for me. I'm, and Hallam might only I'm, play 60 minutes, but he might score two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, he doesn't even touch like, the ball. He just, this, this was my argument of why I took him out. Yeah. Because that game against Newcastle, maybe not, maybe yeah. the game before. Who'd they play before? Bournemouth, he had like eight yeah, touches or something, but he scored yeah. and got an, and got an assist. And I was like, "What the hell is this happening?" But he's doing it every week. But he doesn't have to. He literally does not touch the ball. He literally just runs into the six-yard box, and it's just boof, 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 boof. it's just like balls flying in. <laughs> it's just like he, he just has the flick it. Touch it. The only time he needs to touch is to put it in the net. I know it's crazy. That's the thing. Like yeah. that's why I can just see him scoring because he just. Get, he's just there. Like every time I watch the extended games, there's about four other chances where he doesn't get on it. You know what I mean? Like they're just so yeah. cr- like there's just so much happening around the edge of the box. It's just nuts. I'm, yeah, I'm I literally like playing FM. Carlos going to kick 35 goals or 40 goals this season. And so. I and that's why I'm backing him as a captain. Like, I feel like why am I taking a minus eight or a minus four to bring him in if I'm just going to go? No, nah, I'm not going to captain him. I think he's just well my. You set and forget captain for the whole season. No, he's not set and forget. You got to be tactful with when. I mean, because I I think he starts this week. If I think he's not going to start, I wouldn't captain him. But would you keep him on your field just in case? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I do. He doesn't come off my field because he could come on for fifteen minutes and score two. But I think there's other games where we'll know the situation better. We haven't heard anything from Pep yep. yet. If we hear something, I'll change it. But I just think he only played 60 minutes, 68 minutes midweek. He's a professional athlete that's very fit. He's got no injury. If he was not going to... They won 6-0. Like, it just... It, everything makes sense to that he's going to start. The only time he's played a full game was Newcastle when they were trying to get three points. My In my head... This game goes, City are three new up, 65 minutes in, and he comes off. And if he, this is what happened against Bournemouth. He got the assist. He didn't score. He should have scored, and he still came, he still off. came off. 
So the only time he's not going to return is if the team's dominating and they can... Re- like, there's no need to rest him. If he plays three games... Like, when a City going to be three times in a row up against the wall? Pretty rare. Never. They could play him 55, 60, 65 minutes for the majority of the season. That means he probably starts the majority of the games, but he doesn't get through them. But yeah. I would take Haaland 60, 65 minutes most weeks, not every week, most weeks, over Salah most weeks because of what I've seen, like how how involved he is. Salah's not involving himself at the moment, but he's still getting returns, granted, but it's not big returns. I'd rather take the risk of, you know, bloody Cancelo whipping a ball in or Bernardo or Foden... You know, whoever's out clipping those balls in, he's a threat from corners. Yeah. Like, he's just, he ticks every box. He's just there. And I think we overestimated the the benching potential because I didn't really consider 6-0, 4-0, 4-2. just score bags. They're just scoring bags of goals, City. They've scored three against Newcastle in a tight game. You know what I mean? Like, they, they're just scoring so much. Then they're just... He, he will naturally rest that way because half an yeah. hour every week adds up. He's not having to play 90 minutes every week. He's probably not going to have to play 90 minutes at all unless they're losing. So... Which is rare. Yeah. Which, is makes you, which makes you think he's going to play 90 against Spurs in two game weeks and I would captain him for that because I think at he home, batters Spurs. Yeah, he batters Spurs. So it's either he plays 90 minutes and probably scores two goals because he yeah. probably scores a winner late. Yeah. Like worst case scenario. Or... He scores one or two, gets him in a good position and comes off getting ready for Champions League. Yeah, which is what's going to happen in a couple of weeks. And this is my thing. If I'm thinking that way, and I'm thinking even against Spurs, I'm going to captain him because I think he just murders whoever he plays against because he's the best in the world at the minute up top. He's the best striker in the world at the minute, right? Yeah. If I'm thinking that and I'm thinking about captaining him against Spurs, I don't even know who Liverpool have in that game week. In game week seven, Wolves. I actually think we have a, re- I think we have a really good fixture. Wolves, yeah? Wolves at home. I'm thinking... I'm still thinking I'm going to captain Haaland. You could take is there Salah. A world? Is there a I've world? thought about it. Is there a world where you move Salah to Diaz to cover the still Liverpool front three and you then spread those funds around the middle and at the back? You can get yourself Cancelo, James. You can get yourself... I've Frank. thought about it. You can get, you can get yourself still Trippier. You can still go and you can go and have the likes of Gross, Rodrigo or... And then you can move Diaz whatever. to Sterling. And you can you can still even with Diaz, you can still have Madison, or you can still have a Anthony. You can move Gross up slowly. Yeah. You, you, I'm. I'm thinking. Oh, when, genuinely, I have been seriously thinking about it, but I've been making moves every hard. week. I don't know. I need two moves. I don't want to do it yeah. on one move. Same here. Where do I hard Liverpool fans? Uh, you know, and I love Salah. And I, I would guess, you know what I'd there. do? I'd have Salah out before Chelsea. See, so I would roll thing. the transfer next week, albeit yeah. with injury. So I'll bring Bernardo in right now, take the minus yep. eight. Next week, yep. I don't make a move. Yep. I then have two for game week eight. Yep. It's Salah down to an eight mil. Has to be an eight mil. Can't be a Man City one. Can't be Foden. Yep. And then I'm looking at an Emerson Royale, or I'm looking at Gross. Probably, probably Gross by then, game week eight. Yeah, because he gets Liverpool, Tottenham, the next two after that. So you're looking at, what's Salah? 13? So you're five mil? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll put three of that on Sterling for game week eight and just ride the one shit game week against Liverpool. If but, he looks good. But then, obviously, if he looks good, I've got two weeks to look at Sterling with Aubameyang. And then you ride Diaz, Martinelli, Sterling to go with with to go with Jesus, Halland, Trent, Cancelo, and money in the and a little bit of money in the bank still to turn Emerson Royale into a Reese James the week after. That looks good it's to tempting. me. Now, it's look, very I'm tempting. a big advocate. I'm very, I'm a big advocate in saying that Salah is a guy you should always nail on and you keep him because he's so good. He's the fantasy Premier League goat. The fact that he's not even playing when he's getting returned, so he's a goat. The only thing I will say with that is if he's getting to an option point where it's like, well, look, you can't afford to not captain Haaland because if you captain him and he bangs it, and you haven't captained him, you captain someone else that doesn't bang it as much, your rent's got to go down the shit. So you have to back the captain Haaland. And yet Haaland's at that point now. There's a world where Salah, the reason why you pay 13 mil is the captain in most weeks. If you're not, you're not going to captain him. Weeks, yeah. Or if you're not going to captain at all because you think any fixture that Haaland, Haaland could play against us and I would still want to captain But Haaland. then if you've got Diaz, Sterling, Jesus, yeah. the one week you think Haaland's not starting, you've got yeah. three guys there that between them should have one real easy fixture that you'd feel comfortable starting Sterling as your captain. Jesus as a captain or Diaz as your captain. Yeah. Cancelo. Oh yeah. Or Cancelo if you if you know that it's going to be a good fixture, like a rotationary fixture, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like or Trent, you still question. cover Trent there yeah. as well. Could do it. It, it. it's look, don't get me wrong, I'm not in the world of wanting to ever have Salah out my team because I think he's just If I roll my transfer in. next week, it could be a very big possibility. Yes. For me, I'm yet again in this position where I'm now burning transfers left, right, and center. I've got no way to roll. Same. A lot of my moves are taking negative fours, right? So I have nowhere to roll because I need to get Jimenez out next week. There's already the decision made. Yeah. So, which makes you think if I did Jimenez out this week and just ride Tony, I could have maybe rolled, but... So that's it. My position right now is as long as I don't get a suspension or an injury, I'll take the negative eight with Bernardo yeah. because I think I need that. I need that Bernardo. I need that move in. I, if I want to do this, I can't be making this move next week. So I think this is going to yeah. force me to take the negative eight, which yeah. isn't the end of the world. 12 not, points at the moment is not, not that bad. I can take the negative eight now. Gives me that free transfer next week to roll into the game week eight to then go, all right, what am I doing? Can I breathe? Because <laughs> I, I haven't taken many breaths in the last two weeks. So can yeah. I breathe? End of the day, do I regret bringing Rodrigo in? No, because you can't predict. You can't predict a dislocated shoulder. That's just right. how it is. But yeah. that's where I'm at. That's me. That's my game week six preview done. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have Bernardo unless I hear something different overnight. Yep. And then next week, I really don't want to make a move. I'm gonna look at my team quickly. Fantasy Football Hub game week seven. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm go. I'm doing it. Game week seven. So I'll. I've got mine up here. Ooh. Share your screen first. Yeah, let me bring mine up. Share screen. Screen two. This is what I look like. Well, this week is an 85 game week rating. I mean, yep. if I make him my captain, it goes to an 81. But I think five points against Villa. That's just dreadful. That that's not accurate. Like that's just not. Nah. So anyway. Game week seven. I don't know who I captain. This is a big decision here to captain. Tot again, four point five at Haaland's not gonna happen, I don't think. But think this is with Bernardo in the team. 
Still very good. Then you're looking here. Game week eight with two transfers. Let's optimize the team. Oh my God, you got to put the bicycles in. Why do I have to put bicycles in? There you go. Verify it. And there we go. We're looking at, you know, 75 game week rating, but with two transfers in the bank, you could literally just go Bosch, remove. Let's clear that out. Let's go. Can you go by predicted yeah. points? Nah, it's going to take it from this game week, but right. I'd be going Madison that, that that time, Paul. All right. So by then, yeah, you could definitely go James Madison. So who does he get game week eight? So he, when does he get Tottenham? Game week eight, he gets Tottenham that week, but then it's Forrest Bournemouth. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So you're probably going Madison, and then that would leave you, what did I say, five mil? Some other bench that you can bench him for for the week, which is gross. So yep. what's he at? He's at five nine. But game week eight, though, Paul, I would actually leave him and put him on the park over Madison. Oh, against Crystal Palace. That's yeah. a good shout. And you roll that. That's one transfer done. You roll it. It gives you two transfers the week after. Yeah, two so transfers the week after. Four mil in the bank, but I'm like, you look at that side there, four mil in the bank. I still reckon that side there. Who's going to start for you that you're going to bring in? Is there someone you want to bring in for that specific game week? I can tell you straight away that I'm pretty sure Newcastle playing Bournemouth that game week. So you could so do even Saliba this. I did yeah. in game week nine. No, nah, in game week eight. Or oh, game, game week eight. You'd say, because if you're thinking of a second transfer, you, you target a fixture somewhere. But you're probably yeah, taking Tony out against Arsenal. No, nah, but he's got Bournemouth the week after. Tony, oh, yeah, he does. Fair. And then he plays yeah, Newcastle. Then you got, yeah, Jesus against Brentford. you got Haaland against Wolves. You actually got a lot there. you got um, against Forest. you got Andreas. But then, yeah, you got four mil in the bank. He get like, Emerson gets Leicester. You could look at getting off of Emerson maybe, but again, Leicester's not a bad fixture. So four million in the bank with some reasonable fixtures there with two transfers in game week nine. And you're looking at gross against Liverpool and you're like, see ya. And then you're bringing in anyone that you really want other than well, the Bruyne. Madison goes to the park and then you do whatever you want after that, yeah. Yeah, so you're looking at Madison get... there. Probably Emerson, Emerson now, by sure. then. So you're looking at this. You're going to spend a million of it getting rid of you to James. Most likely at this point. Yep. Against Crystal Palace. Who Newcastle, Man United, Nottingham Forest, Tottenham. Leave them all in. Bournemouth, Tottenham, Man United. You're leaving them all in. It's you. And then that's one mil. So what have we got? About three mil here-ish in the bank. He's at six. You're looking around a eight, another eight million midfielder. What Sancho's fixtures looking like? Or Anthony's? Or... So you've got... Yeah, Luis Diaz, who has Brighton, Arsenal, Man City, probably not going to go there. Then you're know. looking at Sancho, nah, City, Everton, Newcastle, not ideal. Yeah, but what's after that? Well, I wonder what's after that, though. For Man United. Game week, and then, yeah. So game week nine, City, Everton, Newcastle, Tottenham. I don't think you're going near Man United. Yeah, nah, you're not going there. Let's go by price around that 8.2, 8.3 million. Zaha. You're going Zaha. Oh, yeah, Zaha. Or Arsenal, Zaha. Brighton, Everton. Yeah, Zaha. Let's have a look at Zaha. Look at, yeah, I think Ooh. Zaha. That's when the Palace Sixers turn. Wolves, Fulham, Southampton, Liverpool for Bowen. But Zaha goes Chelsea, Leeds, Leicester, Wolves. Yeah, you're doing that. You're doing Zaha in against Chelsea, probably for Andreas. And you're something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. what your team looks like. 
And you could probably start Ward, to be fair, if he's still playing. 58 points doesn't look fantastic, but obviously it's a month away. But if you told me my team could be whatever goalkeeper there, Cancelo, James, Trent, Martinelli, Madison, Bernardo, Zaha, Tony, Jesus, Haaland. That is strong. Yeah, that is strong. All right. That's some future planning done there for game week nine. So let's get back to game week six. That's still a while away. But that's where where I'm thinking. That's what we could be looking at. Now, if you go to me, game week six is on my screen. If you can see it. Yeah, it's up. Yeah, right. And that's how we're running. That's exactly from the FPL website because I do the good old import your team um, thing. Right. For game week seven, we already know Jimenez has to come out. I have already done that on my screen there with Mitrovic, but Mitrovic hasn't even playing. I could roll Jimenez for one week yep. right, on the bench because I've got Everton, Spurs, Bournemouth, Nottingham Forest, Everton, Wolves, Wolves, Everton, Spurs, West Ham, Bournemouth. <coughs> yeah. And that gives me the same two transfers as yourself because that's Jimenez because that's who I have, right? He's sitting on the bench, not doing anything, right? Yeah. That's okay. Everything looks fine. There's enough people. The only thing I will say is I do like the look of this bloke. West Ham. Yeah. Bournemouth, Fulham, Brentford. Yeah, it's a good stretch. If he looks... And then Everton as well. If he bangs it, he's got to come in. My question is, who do I bench for him to play? Yeah, that's a hard choice. Because I don't think you want to bench Cancelo. And I don't want to bench Trippier either, because I think they might keep a clean sheet and he could get the attacking return as well. Don't want to bench Aronson against Forrest. Bournemouth not doing it. So you think you just roll the transfer though? Yeah, I think I roll it. So I finally have two transfers for game week eight. And I'm in the same boat as you, where I'm going Salah downgrade. Yeah. If, if I'm thinking that way. Yep. And if I'm going solid downgrade, I'm fine. Because our fixtures my... get bad as well in that period. Yeah, ours do. They get yeah, real they, bad they from eight. Chelsea, Chelsea, Arsenal, City out of three out of the four. This is the this is a bad one too. Brighton defensively looks so strong. So it's a bad four games, really. And yeah. two of them. And then it's West Ham. So then you get back on Salah potentially Game at the World Cup. Or th- if you want him 13, I think, against Forest. But I think by that stage, if that's your mentality and Salah hasn't really kicked on, you nah. can ride him. You ride as a World Cup. Team. Yeah, exactly. Which makes me think yet again. But then look at the fixtures from the World Cup. Southampton, Villa, Leicester, Brentford, Brighton. And, and he ain't going to the World Cup, Cup either. Cup. He's getting yeah, a break. He's World Cup. In the World Cup, <laughs> in. And he made sure these two are in. Well, oh, after the World Harlan's Cup. Get a full, yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. So I think that's where we're kind of at. We'll obviously address the the game week eight, nine international break period as well. So we know there's going to be an international break after the uh, game week eight fixtures. But I think that's where we're at. I think potentially we could be looking seller out for a four-week period, really. Nine, I don't know, more Man, than that. Ten- Eight-week period. To do- I'm tempted to go Bowen in game week eight. That's why I said Bowen as well. He has one Everton, or two bad fixtures. Everton, Everton Wolves, Fulham, Southampton. And then in game week eleven, so he gets he, he only gets one real bad fixture, which is the Liverpool one. I, that's why I said Bowen as well instead of um. You're going Bowen, and then from Bowen you're going down to Zaha in game week twelve, where Bowen gets that really tough fixture because then Zaha goes Wolves, Everton, Southampton. Oh yeah, so you could ride Bowen the short term against yeah, Everton, I'm Wolves, thinking, Fulham, Southampton. 
Yeah, I am thinking that, which is the thing. And because Zaha's 7-2 and Bowen's 8-2, it's never going to be a power stop, but you can't get to Zaha. Yeah, good point. Well, that's something that we can think about come, come yeah. game week, whatever. But um, let's end that one. And I think that's where we're probably going to leave it for tonight. Lots to still um, play out, which will be good to see. Uh, but once again, Damo, thank you for your engagement um in the stream today um we'll make sure this gets up uh, relatively soon on the pod as well again we will have a twitter uh page going up uh for fpl departo over the weekend so make sure when you see that you follow it we'll make sure we put it in the discord as well but if you guys have been enjoying this make sure you go and subscribe to fpl departo over on youtube i might double upload this video i might try and download it um as a video uh, off of YouTube somehow and see if I can upload it straight to the FPL Departer uh, YouTube page because I know people are struggling to find it because we don't have a video on it just yet, but we'll get to that eventually. But once again, thank you so much for all your continued support and we will see you guys back on Monday night, I believe, because I don't think there's... All the games are done by... Um, I think so. By Monday oh, morning. Yeah. Yeah, our time Monday morning. Yeah, yeah, so we'll be back Monday night for another episode of the FPL show.